Welcome to the very first Bowl Season Stories podcast. I'm Nick Carparelli, the Executive Director of Bowl Season, and each week, a different guest from the world of college football will join me to discuss what they remember most about their bowl game experiences. Our guests will include former players, coaches, sports executives, and even fans who will share their favorite bowl season stories with you. We will also have guest hosts and bowl executive directors join us. They'll discuss what is current in the sport of college football and take an in-depth look into what it takes to run a bowl game and impact they have on the institutions that participate in them and the communities that host them. And joining me each week will be our on-air producer, Angela Lang, who will help facilitate the discussions with our guests. Angela, welcome to the show. Hey, Nick. So great to be here. Aren't you just so excited about college football season? It's back. We wait so long for this moment to kick off the season. Oh, my God. I, I'm so excited. I mean, I think I think everyone's excited that the world will have a, a little bit of a greater sense of normalcy this year in general. Uh, and we're also all excited to have college football back in full force. I'm particularly looking forward to having the fans back in the stands. You know, I think the passion that college football fans have for their team and the sport in general is unrivaled. And to have the fans back in the stands is what, what I'm looking forward to the most. I got to say, I agree with you there. And, you know, we are excited to launch the show, Bowl Season Stories. There's so many college football podcasts out there, but the really unique thing about this one is we're going to hear from players about those unique moments playing in bowls. And as we take our listeners all the way through the season to the college postseason, to bowl season, we'll get to hear some of the stories that make um, all of those moments so memorable from the from the people who played in those games. Absolutely. I mean, when you think about it, bowl season such a special time of year. You know, it's one of those periods of time on the sports calendar that fans really look forward to every December. I mean, it's it's college football's postseason. It's been around for over 100 years. And during that time, it's created such great memories for everyone who's experienced it. As I said earlier, the players, the coaches, the fans, as well as the communities that have hosted those games throughout the year. So, so the Bowl Season Stories podcast is designed to provide a platform for college football legends and anyone really who's ever been to a bowl game to tell their stories about why bowl season and their particular bowl experience was so meaningful to them. So I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that have been happening um, over the summer. We've had conference realignment, uh, name image likeness, the possibility of the expanded college football playoff from four teams to 12. All of this is dominated news over the summer, and it does impact us all, including bowl season. So, Nick, as uh, executive director of bowl season from a 30,000 foot level, how do you view everything and the need to stay nimble as the bowl season adjusts to changes? Well, Angela, first of all, bowl season is all about promoting the game of college football. So with that, we're in favor of anything that's in the best interest of the sport. We believe that uh, college football's postseason has two components, uh, the CFP uh, and bowl season. Both are equally important. Um, there are 130 FBS institutions, and there can never be a playoff in college football that will serve uh, all those institutions. I mean, the reality is that most college football programs can't expect to be a part of a playoff system with any regularity. Some programs are, are rebuilding while some newer programs are still evolving. So bowl season provides every football program in America a realistic postseason goal to strive for. Uh, they're all meaningful. Uh, and on the bowl season podcast each week, we'll hear directly from those who participate in them tell their stories. 
And speaking of some of the amazing guests we're going to have, Nick, why don't you tell everybody who we have to kick it off? I mean, you can't get much bigger than our first guest. I don't think you can. I mean, to, to Tony, welcome to the show. Uh, Tony Dorsett is a legend, almost uh, needs no introduction. And for Tony, for you to be on the, the very first Bowl Season Stories podcast, and th- these, this podcast is going to run for a long, long time. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of tremendous guests, but to have you on our very first one is really, really special. So thanks. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, man. I really do. Yeah. I'm going to kick it. I'm going to go right into, we're, we're going to talk about a few things, Tony, but I'm going to go right into bowl games. You know, tell me, what are your memories of the 1977 Sugar Bowl and winning a national championship over Georgia? <laughs> Let me tell you, that was, that was obviously uh, uh, the biggest thing that happened to me during my college career, you know, we, when I say we, we, we came in, we had, I don't know, they had unlimited visit, visitation rights and unlimited scholarships during that time. And we had about, I don't know, 70 some guys come in as, as freshmen. We had a bunch of guys and we made it, we made a pack as freshmen when we went, when we came to the university that we would, we are going to win a national championship before we leave here. And everybody thought we were crazy because the fact that Pitt had only won one game a year the previous 10 years. But we said, we're going to win us a national championship. And uh, so we started working hard. We worked hard year after year. We started winning more and more and more games. And and, uh, we ended up getting that opportunity to go to the Sugar Bowl our senior year to play um, the Georgia Bulldogs and uh, to see if we could win that national championship. And thank God that's what happened. Well, I mean, you talk about your team, you talk about your teammates, you know, the, you, you also played in the 1973 Fiesta Bowl, I believe, against Arizona State and the 1975 Sun Bowl versus Kansas, a 33-19 victory. Uh, and you talk about teammates, Tony, you, you racked up 142 yards on 27 carries, uh, but there were three running backs, including yourself, that ran for over 100 yards that day. Elliot Walker ran for 123. Robert Haygood ran for 101 yards. So that's a record that still stands today. Uh, and then obviously you guys went on to win the national title a year later. But tell me, what do you remember about that 75 team and winning in El Paso? And can, could you see what was on the horizon for Pitt at that point? Well, I, I tell you what, when, when, when I got there to the University of Pittsburgh, first of all, you know, we, we had – they had unlimited visitation rights. I mean, scholarships and all of that stuff and, and visitation rights and all, all this stuff going down. And, and I think Pitt was the reason why the NC2A came in and changed some of the visit, visitation limit, limitation on visitation and scholarship because we had guys from all over the country coming to the University of Pittsburgh. Jackie, Jackie Sherrill and John Majors, they did one hell of a job recruiting talent for us. And, um, we, we set that goal for us as, as freshmen to, to win a national championship before we left the University of Pittsburgh. And I tell you, you know, we got closer and closer each year. We got started going to be going, going to bowl games. And, and uh, we had we had a, a, a choice uh, our senior year to, 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 to go to several different bowls. And uh, we as a group of players, we got together and said, we want to go to the bowl that we can ha- that we can have the highest ranked team. We were ranked number one, but we wanted to have the the, the next highest ranked team that was in in the bowl uh, pitchers to see to, that uh, if we could get go to that bowl and take on the next best team in, in the country. And, and we got we got the Georgia Bulldogs in the Sugar Bowl, who were there ranked I think two or three uh, at that time. And, and uh, 
we ended up, of course, winning that game and, and um, becoming national champs. So, Tony, you, you were not going to back into that national championship. You were going to go on the field, play the best team you could find and, and earn it. I mean, there was no dispute in that. Exactly. That's what, that's what our, our goal was because, you know, where, where we had came from, uh, we had come from, uh, uh, we was pit, pit, had won one game a year for the previous 10 years and uh, that before our class got there. And, and here we go. And our senior year, we got an opportunity to be national champs. And we said, when Co- Coach Majors came up to us and we started talking about bowls, this and the other, we said, Coach, we want to go to the bowl game that we could pay the, high, the highest ranked team. We want the highest ranked team so we can make sure that this is for real, that people know that this ain't no, this ain't no fluke. We, we, we can't, we're coming to play and we're going to play anybody and everybody. We don't care if it's from the, the, the pack pack 10 or whatever, whatever it was out back out West or whatever, wherever we wanted, we wanted, we wanted to play the highest ranked team. And that's what we did. We got the Georgia Bulldogs. And you got it done. That That's awesome, Tony. We're going to come back to, to bowl games in a minute, but I want to, I want to brag on you again a little bit more and then, and then ask you a question about it. So you, you and Marcus Allen are the only two players to win the Heisman Trophy, win the Super Bowl, win a college football national championship, to be enshrined into the College Football Hall of Fame, to be enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You're also named UPI College Player of the Year in 1976. I'm probably missing something, Tony, but when you look back at all those things and at your career, tell me, what, what are you most proud of out of all those things? Or maybe something I didn't even mention. I, I, I think the thing is, is the most – it is is winning the national championship because we came in when we came into the University of Pittsburgh they had unlimited unlimited scholarships and visitation rights and all of that stuff uh, I think Pitt is the reason why the NC2A came in the change put a limitation on scholarships and what have we because we had a lot of guys from all over the country but we made a pact as freshmen we made a pact to ourselves that we're going to win a national championship before we leave the University of Pittsburgh. And we started working. We worked our, our behinds off. Coaches could, could push us. We, we, we wanted to get, we wanted to be that team that could win a national championship. And, and lo and behold, uh, to us as seniors, we, we accomplished that goal because, because of the hard work and dedication that we all put in and, and work, we, we ended up winning the national championship. And, and I tell you, man, that was a dream come true for all of us. So you talked about you- that. Oh, go ahead. I wanted to jump in just because you yes. talked about this pack that you made with your teammates as a freshman. And so yeah. you're getting closer and you're getting closer, like year after year, you're getting better. What was that like, the journey of those four years? I, I tell you, you know, and, and, you know, Coach Majors used to always tell us, you get out of it what you put into it. You get out of it what you put into it. So we worked our behinds off. We worked, we worked, we worked, we worked, we worked. And, we, and at the end of the year, we started seeing, okay, we go into bowl games. We go into this bowl. We go into that bowl. And 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 we were like saying, hey, man, we're, we're on the right path. We're on the right path. If he works us hard, so be it. You know, it's paying off for us. We, we, we didn't mind the hard work. And we worked. We worked. And we worked. And we worked. And, we worked. and, uh, and lo and behold, you know, uh, it all came to fruition for us. So tell us about those those early bowl games. Obviously, you know, we talked about the national championship. That's what a lot of fans focus on is the national championship, right? But but playing in that Fiesta Bowl, right, first bowl Pitt had been to in a long time, then playing in the Sun Bowl, getting a victory, right, kind of building blocks towards that national championship. How important were those early bowl opportunities 
to the University of Pittsburgh and to you personally? Oh, big, big time, man. Let me tell you something. You know, we, that was that was our goal. Uh, as like I said, we had we had so many uh, scholarships that they gave out, um, um, and our, our goal was before we leave the University of Pittsburgh, we're going to win a national championship. And to see, you know, we take it step by step by step by step, getting better, getting better, getting better, getting better. You know, we were all on the right, we were all on the same, same, <clears throat> same page. You know, we figured that no matter how hard coach works us, it's paying off for us. Let him work us like he want to work us. We, we don't care. And the thing is, is um, fortunately for, like I said, for us earlier, that we won this, we won the national championship. And, and I tell you what, man, to, to see a bunch of guys, uh, get together from all over the country. We had a lot of guys from, from you know, we're up in, in the Northeast and we, we had a lot of guys from, from from Georgia, from Florida, from a lot of Florida guys, all from from, from the South North, from the, the, the Southeast part of the country. And and uh, we all jailed together. We came together as a team. And John Majors and Jackie Sherrill at that time, uh, I, I, I take my hat off to those guys because they got us, a lot of guys from all over the country put us together. Uh, and and made us a team. We became a team. We got a bunch of guys from all over the country, and we all gelled and, and, and blended together and became uh, a pretty good damn football team. Well, Tony, I know you're a you're a football fan as well, you know, and it was pretty cool to have your son Anthony uh, go on to play at Pitt as well and to play in the NFL. Uh, how is it different for you to watch your son play in a bowl game for your alma mater versus you playing in the bowl game yourself? I mean, I have kids. It's a different kind of pressure, right? Uh, I tell you, man, it's a, it's a, it's a great feeling to, 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 uh, to have uh, your sibling, your, 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 your child uh, uh, playing at the, um, your alma mater at your university and, and watching them do good things and, 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 Make paved the way for himself and, and and the other guys, obviously, and it was it was truly wonderful, man, for me to go back to the university. Uh, obviously, I, I lived in Western Pennsylvania as well. My home was Western Pennsylvania, grew up, and um and and to see my son, you know, and speak of my son, my son was a, was a kid that he didn't play, he didn't play. Football. I, I didn't want to force feed him sports. I said, if he wants to play football, let him let him get into it. And finally, he got he got he got involved because of some of his his his, his friends. By one, for example, Ty Law, if you know, he's played in the NFL for several years. But Ty, Ty, and Anthony would come down uh, uh, from from Pennsylvania to to. To Texas to watch me and work out with me and all this and that. And I kept trying to say, Ty, you know, you need to get my son, get him going, get him going. And Anthony was like, oh, you know, Anthony was just enjoying himself being 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 my son and all that. And so he, uh, he didn't want to put the work in at first. But then he, when he started understanding that, uh, you know, Pop Pop got this about working. I worked hard. You know, you got to put the time and you get out of it what you put into it. There's no, no if, ands, or buts. If you can't get around it, you got to put the time in so when he started putting time in, he started seeing that he could do some good things. And, and you know, I was, I was, in, I was in, uh, just impressed with seeing my son get on the board and get on the path to say, hey, man, hard work is the key to success. Tony, I know, uh, I know you had the chance to go to the 2020 National Championship game in New Orleans as part of the 
150th anniversary of college football celebration. Yeah. And you got to spend some time with, with other legends like yourself, uh, uh, guys like Jim Brown, Herschel Walker, and others. Uh, how often do you get to reminisce and catch up with some of your contemporaries, with your teammates, and, and your friends from your, your days at Pitt? Do you, do you get back to campus much? Um, not like I used to, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was, it's, it's amazing. The irony of, this, of that question is the fact that uh, I told my wife uh, about a week or so ago, you know, I, I want to get back to the University of Pittsburgh. I want to go back. I want to go back to see what's going on and how they're doing things and what have you. Because when my earlier years uh, of being here in, in, in Dallas, I, I used to go back all the time. I made, I made it a point that I'm going back home, you know, because I got a lot of family there. Most of my, that's where we're from, Western PA. Uh, um, and and, um, uh, and so I, I wanted to get back to Pittsburgh. I used to go back every year. I made it a point to go back. Uh, and uh, then obviously, you know, I got family and, and all this and have things you got to do, other things that they become uh, more important uh, because of the fact that it's your family and I got to take my daughters here and do this and that, my son, my daughters. So, but um, I don't get back as often as I, I used to, but uh, I, I'm I'm just waiting for the opportunity to pre present itself. And so I'll, I'll be there as soon as I can. With so many wonderful memories for you and hope that you get to go back. I'm sure they love to see you there as well, uh, get uh, back to the university. So I, I'm just curious, uh, Tony, if you could tell me, just do you have any one memory that sticks out from uh, the Sugar Bowl, like, was there any one moment in the game that you just, you know, still to this day is, uh, sticks out for you over the course of that, of that experience? Well, you know, uh, the, the thing that sticks out more than anything, the game itself was, was a good game, but, but it, it was like, it was the end of my career. And it was my, my first time that my first game I played when I came to, to the University of Pittsburgh, was the Georgia Bulldogs. We went down and we got, we played Georgia. And I ended up at my, my last game as a pit player, we played the Georgia Bulldogs in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, and and that was, uh, i tell you, was, 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 was something that was, was memorable. It was something I, I, I started here, started with the Georgia Bulldogs and I'm ending with the Georgia Bulldogs. And, and it was, uh, uh, Quite a treat for me and, and our team, our, our, our guys that are senior, the seniors in the team. Because when we came to the University of Pittsburgh, we made a pact as as as, as freshmen that we're going to win a national championship uh, before we leave the University of Pittsburgh. And when we made a decision that we wanted to go to the Sugar Bowl and to go to New Orleans because that was the highest ranked team that we could play, and we wanted to go to a bowl game because we had that, that, that kind of choice at that time to go to the highest ranked, the highest bowl, the bowl with the highest ranked team that we could play. And that was the Georgia Bulldogs. And uh, so it was, it was, it was kind of good, uh, ironic for me because of the fact that I started my career down in Georgia against the Georgia Bulldogs. And uh, I ended my career winning the national championship uh, against the Georgia Bulldogs. That's, that's interesting, Tony. What a, what a way to bookend your, your career. And it was a, uh, your college career, what amazing career it was. And, Tony, thank you so much for being our first guest on this podcast. You'll, you'll forever be uh, known as our, our first guest. Uh, we, we wish you the best. Uh, hoping you get back to Pittsburgh again, because uh, as you said, you, you'd love to continue that. And uh, uh, good luck to you. Well, thanks for having me, man. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. It's, 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 it's
It's a treat. And good luck to you guys. Thank Great. you, Tony. Wow, Tony Dorsett. What a what a guest. What a privilege to be able to speak to Tony. We're going to take a quick break, and then we will be back uh, with the executive director of the Cricket Celebration Bowl, John Grant. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to the Bowl Season Stories podcast here with Nick Carparelli, executive director of Bowl Season. And we're now ready to welcome John Grant, executive director of the Cricket Celebration Bowl. John has been executive director of the Cricket Celebration Bowl since 2015, and very excited to have you here on the podcast, our very first episode of Bowl, Bowl Season Stories. Welcome, John. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, and especially with the first episode. I feel fortunate. Thank you for having me. Well, we're happy to have you, John. Um, we're going to jump right into it because we have so many questions for you. I don't know if we'll, we'll even get to all of them, but you know, unfortunately, the Celebration Bowl this year was one of the bowls that, that had to cancel due to the COVID-19 pandemic. There were 44 games scheduled. We got 26 of them in. Uh, so with that, how excited are you to have the bowl return in 2021? Well, this is amazing. I mean, I, I think when you when you look at the fact that first to co commend all of the teams and the conferences that were able to get, you know, games in last last year, last season during the pandemic, you know, it was a heroic act for them and jobs well done that we were able to get the bowl games in that we did, Nick. But uh, as we're coming to this season, obviously there's a lot of, of excitement with fans. There's a lot of excitement on our team that we're going to be able to, you know, put on bowl games this year. And we're fortunate enough also that we are, you know, in a position to open the season here in Atlanta in week zero with our Cricket Miak Swag Challenge kickoff game. So, you know, we're, we're starting here in Atlanta with with the with uh, HBCU football and we'll end it in Atlanta with the Cricket Celebration Bowl. So, John, the, the Celebration Bowl is, is very unique, right? It's the only bowl game uh, involving two teams from the FCS level, number one. Uh, and it features the champions of the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference and the Southwest Southwestern Athletic Conference, uh, featuring historically uh, African-American colleges and universities. So tell me, uh, talk a little bit about the history and heritage that is literally celebrated as part of the Celebration Bowl. And also, how important is it to have the Celebration Bowl be a part of bowl season? Well, let me start by saying that we are extremely excited to, uh, to be able to develop this platform to showcase the talent that's a part of the HBCU um, conference systems with the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference champion and the Southwestern Athletic Conference champion. And, and certainly being a part of bowl season has uh, been uh, important for our game. Uh, it's important also that, that we are able to to showcase the talent that exists in these two university systems. The beautiful thing about our game also in adding to bowl season is that we're in a position to open bowl season with a championship game, which, which also leads into the closing of bowl season with another championship game with the CFP championship. So it, it's very exciting uh, for us and very important, I think, to college sports overall to have these, this game and these two conferences participating. John, with so much focus on social injustice that's been demonstrated and discussed in our country, how do you view the Celebration Bowl as an important opportunity in helping amplify a positive message about race and the importance of historical African-American colleges? 
Well, I think it's very important for us um, to first uh, demonstrate, you know, to the nation that, you know, our fans, that historically black colleges and universities are producing some great talent, not just on the field, but tremendous talent in the classroom. Um, they have been contributors um, to, you know, the formation of our nation with, with graduating doctors, lawyers, engineers, um, some of the great coaches that uh, are coaching in college football today uh, have come through the H HBCU um, system. So when we have the opportunity to tell those stories and showcase those institutions, and, and reinforce the value of those institutions to the fabric of our country. And, this, and the Cricket Celebration Bowl is a great platform to do it and doing bowl season is, is an even greater way uh, when all eyes are on college football to, 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 um, to deliver that message. No doubt about it, John. I mean, some of those things you just just said, I, you know, I don't think most people, the average, you know, football fan knows those things. Um, and I think uh, anything that we can do, whether it's through your bowl game uh, or, or in other ways to raise awareness uh, and to tell those stories. We keep, we keep saying, we keep talking about storytelling, but it's so important. Um, I, I think uh, I think it's really important that we do that. So tell me, a lot of people think, um, you know, you, they turn the TV on in December, they watch a, a bowl game for three hours and, and they think that's all there is to it. Uh, obviously, you know better. So tell me, what are some of your biggest challenges as executive director of a bowl game and what have been some of the biggest rewards that you've had personally? You know, it's interesting that you say that, Tony, because the question I get often is, well, you have a game in December. What do you do the rest of the time? As though we just walk in, turn the lights on and the game happens. I mean, our team works year round. Um, to, to, to make sure that we are delivering, again, the best possible content for our fans to consume, whether you're in person or whether you're consuming it, you know, through, through your streaming device or your mobile device or through linear television. I mean, our, our view of what we do is that we, we're creating content. That content happens to be a football game, but we have to make sure that we are as meticulous in the details around how it's created so that the, the experience for the fan and how they're consuming that content is the best possible experience that they can have. So we work tirelessly to do that, you know, to, to, um, to create that um, and build it in a way where the experience for our fans, whether you, whether you really like football or not, you want to watch it because it's entertaining and that there are there and the stories that we tell uh, it, around that, around the game itself are interesting and compelling. Well said, very well said. The Cricket Celebration Bowl returns on Saturday, December 18th at noon Eastern time from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Falls on our second day of bowl season, and we can't wait. John, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, good luck this season, uh, and we'll all be watching. Thank you so much for having me. Really great to have John on and to talk about such an important and historic matchup that's going to be happening in Atlanta. I know ESPN First Take is going to be out there um, to help them get their season kicked off. So that's exciting. Um, lots of exciting stuff happening to, to get this started. And we've wrapped up episode one, Nick. We have. That, 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 was, uh, that was pretty smooth for my first stab at this. I, I'm excited. I, I was a privilege to speak to, to both Tony and John. 
Uh, really excited about next week's podcast where we will have Kirk Herbstreet joining us. So please tune in next week and each week to this podcast on Apple and Spotify. Please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this podcast with as many people as possible. Uh, you could also follow all bowl season news on bowlseason.com as well as on our social media channels at bowl season. Angela, thank you. And thank everybody for listening. See you next week. Ah!